that's a completely absentee father. So at this moment, we need to really stand up and do what we can for the fathers that are standing in there, for the uncles, like you said, for the father figures that are actually standing in the gap because right, right. we do have systematic issues, right. true enough. And we also have fathers that weren't fathered themselves, and so when it's their time to be a father, they can't do it. Well, let's, right, talk, right. let's talk about this, though. So the notion of those male individuals not being present is one of the things that we currently do as professionals because, mm -hmm. you know, Definitely. we guide the younger youth who have those absentee fathers in. We've come into contact with a lot of uh, young men in our programs, and they didn't have fathers that were involved. Most definitely. Right, right, right. Um, you know, so we do see it, and I think that even now, you know, working for the state of Georgia, we see it a lot that a lot of these young men don't have fathers. But Most definitely. As, as vital as it is for us, it's vital for our, our young ladies as well. Most you know, definitely. You know what I'm they, yeah. they don't have them. But then it goes even further to say not addressing things like mental health has become a barrier for us that we could have been torn that wall down a long time ago. Right. Because the ideology of that's white people stuff, we have to change that whole perspective when mm -hmm. it comes to therapy. Because the mind, body, and soul align works together. Yes, sir. So if we're not healing it, you know, the way that we need to in order for us to be the best version of ourselves, we end up putting ourselves in a position that we're in now and that's just solely that, you know, an element that we need to create us to, to make us whole is missing. Right, but and right. you and what you said was like and I had someone on here, TK organization said I had teachers, like you said, right. teachers and figures that filled in them gaps. Right. You know what I'm saying? So like you said we fill in them gaps right. in, in mental health in the mental health field. Right, right. But if we had the fathers to tell us the mental health stuff that we telling these kids, mm. you know what I'm saying? That was the gap that we had to fill. And a lot mm -hmm. of people not getting that gap filled. Right. Not everybody is getting in that group home. Yeah, Not everybody yeah. is getting an opportunity to meet a Mr. Burton or to meet myself or to meet a Mr. Palmer. Right. So, you know, those gaps are being built by the system. Yeah. And then we try and we're attempting to fill them, but we can't fill them because it ain't enough of us. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It ain't enough of us. Even, right. even right. in the systemically, like the government controls how we even integrate ourselves in these young men and young ladies' lives. Mm. Because there's, yeah. there's still a lot of barriers because they know how much influence that we can have and the good that we can do if we all collectively put our brain power together and we work together to get that done. And I think that that's one of the things, too, that, you know, we have to make sure that we continue to aid and push our community. Most definitely. I agree, I agree. I think um, it takes, you know, us getting involved a lot more, mm -hmm. for sure. I've been mentoring since I was in college, my freshman year of college. Right. Mentoring young men, um, making sure that I play my part. You know, just because a part was played in my life, so I figured, you know, why not play my part? And working for the state, you know, it showed me how jacked up the system is. When, <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. when it comes to our people, <laughs> for you sure. know, it's like they get special, like, you know, white people get special privileges over our people. Speak about it. In this system, like, you know, I've seen it where kids get to go home right. to mm. a lovely place or a lovely foster home. Mm-hmm. And the black kids don't. Mm -hmm. The black Definitely. kids are stuck in group homes. Right. The dev rows, you know, the, 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 the bottom of the barrel. The bottom of the barrel type places right, right. where it's like ain't nobody really doing nothing for them. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And my thing is if we're going to fix something, we got to fix the systematic right. um, system that we're dealing with. I'm with you with that because the one of the things that when you just said that about the system, it's in everything that we do. Right. Because later we're going to talk about the, the current issues mm -hmm. and the, the criminal injustice by the police. But, like, I talked to a police or a retired police officer yeah. from Atlanta Police Department. Mm. And it's like, 
it, they don't have a special farm where they go pick police officers, bro. Like, it ain't like, it, you know what I'm saying? Like, it ain't like a police farm. This is what he told me, and I, and I really understood what he said. It's like, it ain't like we just go to some police farm and pick police officers. They come from our society. Right, right. Like, so before they put on that badge and that suit, Right. They came from a, a, a home, mm-hmm. a backing, a upbringing. Right. You know what I'm saying? So you can't just say it's the, you know what I'm saying? When it right. comes to systematic, we have to fix the system. Right. When right. we talk about fatherhood, we got to fix the system. Stop locking our our young black men up about mm-hmm. everything that about you wouldn't lock your own. Right. Like you right. Wouldn't, right. But you right. ain't locking your kids up for stuff that's right. far worse. Yeah. So stop doing that mm-hmm. and then give them the opportunity to have people like us if they don't have fathers. Right. To learn how to be fathers and let them father their next generation and let's build this thing up for real. And the crazy thing is it's a simple process. It, it is. is. It's not a hard <laughs> It's not <laughs> like it's a really hard process at all. It's a really simple not process it. that really just takes putting a few policies in place, throwing some policies out, and really restructuring the organization. Right. But you want to know what? I think the policies, even implementing new ones that will even cater to us, still may be a barrier. Because it, limits, cause it limits what we can do. Okay, I see. Because the range of opportunities should be like infinity right yeah, yeah. yeah so just think about let's go back to what we talked about you know about group homes mm-hmm. foster homes residential placements you know all these different things and so one of the things that i know that you guys were witness to is i tried to expose our children to things that they would not be privy to Most because definitely. i knew yeah, that those yeah, programs yeah. wouldn't be able mm-hmm. to so like Most vacation definitely. yeah like so we went to myrtle beach we went to gallenberg yeah. we mm-hmm. went to orlando like we went on formal vacations like other families because of what I never wanted to happen was our kids go to school after a holiday break and people say, what did y'all do? And they stay, say, I stayed at home the whole time. I ain't do nothing. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? In a group home. In a group home. Yeah. You know, but even then, I didn't even want that stigma of a group yeah. home. That bothered me. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? That's Because now you ain't got nothing. Right. So that's why the thing bothered me about us having a van, yeah. the type of van that we had, that bothered me. Hey, yeah. that van. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it make you look like something. Yeah, yeah. So those things, you know, those kids needed to be privileged to something that was different to normalize them because that's a that's a component of institutional, institutionalizing them. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like all of those different things. So when we stayed in the house that was on Cherokee Ave, they stayed in a good area, and it was it was a, a fruitful opportunity. And as soon as they, as soon as the company that we used to work for seen an opportunity to sell and make money, they did that. And then what they do? They stuck our kids in the hood off of Old National <laughs> Highway down right, a dirt right. road, unpaved. Mm-hmm. And you know there were things that were going on in that community that we didn't have to worry about when we were at the other home. Right. And then our girls were more privy to to the success because they went to a high caliber school mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. had top notch athletes, that had top notch teachers, yep, that had it. better title one tutors because in Gwinnett, that was like one of the only group homes in Gwinnett. Yeah. You know, so, so you're gonna get even in Gwinnett you're gonna differ a different caliber that was, of everything. But those imbalances are prevalent. So that's what I mean. Like if we remove all of those policies, right, and we just say now this is equal. This is an equal playing field. Then that's what that's what we mean. Even when you say equality, right? Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody has the same opportunity. The slate is even. Most definitely. Now, when it's not like that, then of course that's when we got to have those stepping stones. And unfortunately, that's where we are. But I think, like like I said, when you implement policy. Mm-hmm. Somebody suffers, right, right, and right. it's usually us. Yeah, and that's that's, that's what yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. We're the one that suffers from the policy. We do, mm-hmm. and we need to at least make the like you said the stepping stones. Right. right and right. first and foremost, I would like to take this moment in time to say that this podcast has been sponsored by Step World. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 
it's Stamp Nation clothing line. Stamp Check Nation, out all sure. of your Stamp Nation apparel at www.stampnation.org. Check us out at the shop. Anyway, as we continue, <laughs> I just had to do that. Had to hey, do you know, shameless plug. Shameless plug. My guy is going worldwide with this thing. You understand? Shameless plug. But back to what we was talking about for real. I really feel like as we see the system grow and change, I would love for it to be what you just said. Right. Mm. And you said we have to take those steps. Mm-hmm. And like Mr. Palmer said, we have to implement those policies right. to continue to get to that point to where we say, okay, now we add an equal playing field. Right. Now we can remove all this stuff right, right, and right. we can see each other at equal. But we right now 20, 30 steps behind. So you like, we got to get some policy yeah. just to make it to where you can't shoot me because you feel like it. Right, right, right. You know what right. I'm saying? We got to make some more policies to where I saw, and I'm excited about what Atlanta's doing because of all of the issues that we've currently had in right. our city, they are really going into looking at the policy I believe Obama put out um, about like changing the policing. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So yeah, I saw I'm that that's, that's, that should have been. That, that they should've should've have been, been doing, yeah. but it's, it's happening now. Yeah. So, so we needed to continue on. Like you said, those steps have to start happening. Yeah. And for so long, we keep saying it should have happened. Well, it better, it's happening. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. And that's going to help us. Like we saying, all the fathers out there, happy Father's happy Day. Father's this Day. is the happy segment Day. that yeah. we yeah. in. And this is how we're going to get our fathers back. And if, and if, you're, sure. if yeah. you're a father and you're struggling to learn how to be a father, that's okay. Make yeah. mistakes, man. You know what I'm saying? Just be the best version of yourself that you can be for your children. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, they deserve that. We we need that as a people. Um, you know, so so promote that. Let's talk about, let, let's change the topic really quickly. Yes, let's, sir. let's talk about these major corporations and their Black Lives Matter movements. Ooh. Man, I'm tired of it. Oh, oh, here we go, here we go. I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you, I'm tired of it because my thing is, like, I seen a post and, like, the girl said, these corporations coming out acting like black people just started existing. We just started existing. Like, all we just started getting just killed. Pop, yeah, right. <laughs> we just started getting killed. We just popped up on the world like, oh, right, here we right. are. Oh, there's black people. Yeah, all of a sudden, like, you know, it's, and my thing, oh, you know, we shouldn't cancel these corporate. Now they all canceled. Yeah. Starbucks canceled. Starbucks. McDonald's been canceled. Oh, uh, yeah. All of them. Like, my thing is, they need to be canceled. My thing is, you need to feel that way because my thing is, we have the buying power. Right. We do. We have the buying power. Though, right. you know, we may be living, like, some of us live in poverty, some of us aren't. Like, black people have the the, the buying power. Because right. we spend. Yeah, we, we spend, spend like crazy. And so yeah. it doesn't matter if we're the poorest population in the yeah. entire country mm-hmm. we spend at a rapid rate yeah. so if we spend with our people right. and make our thing like we was talking about in the car on the way over yeah right. excuse me but as we were talking about it on the way over about the nba like there's players now that's talking about like we should make our own league make our own league yeah. Kyrie, you know what i'm saying we got the money we got the money to make our own league i mean and it, and it can work and that's yeah. what i told him i said the 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 biggest thing that will be a setback for them is if they blackball them on a marketing level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because which, which you know, they probably will. They, but you know <laughs> yeah, what? They they they, you want to know what? Even so, as we're talking about these major corporations and, and now all of a sudden in support, the thing that makes my soul cringe is uh, organizations like the NFL. Mm-hmm. And you allow Roger Goodell, Roger Goodell as the commissioner of the, of the National Football League to come out and you know, all of a sudden, backtrack after what what we've been doing is four years almost. Yeah, with, with the cap. Yeah, with then the cap. you don't solely say his name and apologize. You owe him that much for sure. And then, you know, it's kind of like he still is is dismissive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for me, and I don't think if I know a lot of people are paying attention, but it's more of a marketing scheme than anything. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. Because if most you definitely. notice, then they all start 
following the trend. Boom, Starbucks. It has to. They, they have to. They said what they said, and they came back, no, we do this. You know, all of these different people, that's what they do, man. You know, they backpedal so much. And the thing about it is we're so forgiving as a as, as a, a culture, community. Yeah. Bro, I, but I'm not one of those. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not one of those, you know. And we, we were just talking about this, and this mm-hmm. is just the, the, the honest truth. With complete transparency, the NFL is made up of us. Yeah. yeah. The NBA is made up of, of us. us. Mm-hmm. There are certain sports that they made sure they made expensive so that way we would never take over. Yeah. Why do you think baseball players get paid so much money? Yeah. And it ain't too many of Soccer us. players. Yeah. Hockey players. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They make those sports really, really expensive so they can't go into impoverished areas. Yeah. You know, and then when we are doing well in those sports and we excel, then it's a song and dance thing. Yeah, and and not not everybody's willing to do that. Yeah, you become the token black guy yeah. on the team. You know what I'm saying? And that's just one of those things that you know I'm, I'm hoping that can change. I really don't like this wave that's going on. I don't like how receptive our community is being to it because yeah. what happens is we start to lose momentum because mm-hmm. yeah. people start to fall back. And when we lose that momentum, then the everybody big companies starts to do that is going to do it for thing. you. They're yeah, going to push yeah, it for yeah. you. And that's yes. what um, someone said on here. Mrs. D. Hayes, 35. She's not here at the moment, but she <laughs> is speaking on the podcast. Hey, what's up? <laughs> I want to shout you out. Shameless plugs tonight. But she did say, she said, I, I can't stand the fact that people are acting like supporting black is a trend. It is a trend. Yeah, yeah it's, like, it's a trend. It's a trend. Like, it's like, it's a hashtag. It, it, it is, is a hashtag. A, literally. A, right now we're a trending topic. It's a corny hashtag. Oh, for that. sure. Yeah. It's super corny, man. But, I, like I, <sighs> the sincerity in it is gone. Mm-hmm. And see, you know what? I hate to be that negative nasty dude to be like, oh, man, you know, they just doing that just because. But I mean, I think it's the truth, man. It is. And I believe that there's good in everybody. I don't want to say that there's not some true allies out there because I've seen some people that truly are allying with us. And right. Because, really, I mean, every rally I go to on some real stuff, I see a lot of white people. But, Shout out to my white people that's out there with white. Shout out there that's out there in the trenches getting sprayed with hey, me. That's that's cool. I, I rock with y'all. That, that's cool. But that we're talking about that's a micro level. Yeah, we're talking the about macro, on the macro. Oh, the level. macro is over with. They're like, not even gonna ever see us like that. that. That's what I mean. Yeah. We're talking about the one percenters. Yeah. yeah. We talk listen, it's clearly somebody said, okay, this is marketing, and then this is marketing done right, and this is how <laughs> we capitalize on it. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. That's a task right off. If you say you're going to give a million dollars to the Black Lives Matter movement, then tell me which entity you're actually putting that money into. Mm-hmm. Well, let me... Okay, well, let, if we're going to get on that, and again, for all of you guys that are coming into the live, that are checking us out on the podcast, we are happy Father's Day to you because this is an amazing time for us, it especially is. as our culture standing up. It's the same week as Juneteenth, so we got to see that and understand that for what it is. Happy Father's Day. Um, but I want to say... Oh Lord, I got on that Happy Father's Day stuff and I'm like, yeah, completely, completely spaced. Go ahead, you got it. I mean, so back to to what we're saying about we have micro level issues, macro level issues. I think when we put it all together collectively and we're looking at everything, the the macro is what we should be concerned about. Definitely, mm-hmm. because we're gaining momentum, but then we're losing a lot of momentum when, like I said, these major corporations. They're marketing, they're putting things on TV, there are billboards, they're putting signs up, and it's making people feel as if these places are safe. They aren't safe. No. Okay, I remember. Thank you for that. They're Thank you for safe. that caveat. I remember, I don't want to say the name of the company, but I have a company that really bothered me with this whole Black Lives Matter movement, and if we get in deep, I want to get deep. Okay, hold on. Time out, time out, time out. What I don't want to do on 
our platform mm-hmm. and our voice is shelter it at the Instagram. Oh, so we saying the people names? Hey, oh them. shit, Amazon. <laughs> we talking about you. We out here, Amazon. Yeah. Shit. Fuck with y'all did. Fuck with us. Um, we right. out here. So here we go. Amazon, this is what they did. They said they were going to give like $10 million, right? Right. To the Black Lives Matter movement. Now, during this coronavirus pandemic, they have been giving all of their employees $2, $3 raises, whatever the case may okay. be. Okay. So now you take away the raise that you've been giving people at simultaneously while you're giving the Black Lives Matter movement $10 million. So did you really lose that money at all or did you really give it to the black lives that matter? Because the black lives that are working in your facilities on a daily basis, you just took that two, three, four dollar raise from them, gave it to a movement to who knows what movement, that where you gave it. Where is it going? We don't have no idea what black lives you gave it to. And the people that have been working in your facilities are not getting this money that you've been giving them to sustain their life during the coronavirus. So, this- so you just pretty much took it from your people that you've been working right. with. Yeah. Gave it to, we don't even know who you gave it to. Exactly. And then you getting the money back in taxes anyway because well, it's a tax. Well, listen, well, they don't pay taxes anyway. They so don't. That's what I'm saying. So they like, the biggest tax cuts yeah, ever. Like, so, so. And that's why they all support Trump. Like, Trump <laughs> exactly. is a businessman. America's made, ran off of business. Man, listen. So even even going back to that, and, that, and that's what I mean, like. If you're going to say you're going to donate $10 million and show me how that $10 million is going to be allocated right. to the community. Make it make sense. Because there are so many things with that $10 million that can be done within multi- multiple cities, multiple places. But this is my issue. I'm from Flint, Michigan. We still don't have clean water. Right. There exactly. are people who still have thousands and thousands of dollars in water bills for something that they did not do. Right. Yeah. right. And all the money that's coming toward this movement, that was a Black Lives Matter movement right there. My city went from... 300,000 people to 60,000 people. My city went from having seven high schools to one high school. When I grew up, there was no such thing as the Flint High School. There was no such thing as the Flint Jaguars. That's something new. So the pride and love I have for my city, this younger generation, like my nephews and, you know, little cousins, they will never know what it was like to grow up in Flint in a prosperous time. Understand this. It was five African-American guys from Flint that went to Michigan State and won a national title in 2000 under uh, Coach Tom Izzo. Yeah. That's a movement. Yeah. Like, Flint put Michigan State on the map because yeah. they wasn't doing nothing after Magic Johnson left in 79. Most definitely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so the pride that we have for our city, you know what I'm saying, it's tarnished. My home that I grew up in is no more. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? When you go to Flint, it, it's treacherous, man. Like, the most beautiful size of the town is it, that it's crazy. So when I say when people are allocate, allocating this money and where is it going, I'm saying those are those are things where we can actually see if you send that money there, it fixes it that issue. It can fix some right, issues, right, like right, some right. systemic fix, issues. Yeah. For real. For real. For they real. had a whole documentary on Netflix called Flint. Yeah. It's about Flint. And it's how about they the changed police. the water and the police and, the police and everything. And everything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like things like that that we can actually see. Tangible. That makes me happy. Mm-hmm. Because then we can actually see it Because then it's no longer them talking about it But them actually being about it Most And like I said, even in Atlanta There are so many things that could be implemented for community centers You can take a million dollars, man and, and do so much with a food pantry Come on But see, the thing is Like, you, like man, come on, man Make it make it not a fad Make it not a trend mm-hmm. Make it not, I'm giving Because let's be realistic Realistic Amazon, the owner of Amazon, can give way more than ten million dollars. Oh, way sure. more! And what's he hurt? He got he had a he a billionaire, and his wife was going to get a half of the billion. He's right? supposed to be in a trillionaire. Okay, so so we talk about nine hundred and ninety nine billion. If you're close to a trillion, you right. feel me? I like, said so we way out there. 
So if you're doing them type of numbers, $10 million really is a pinch out of your, you know what I mean, the wake up. So this this is what I this is what I want to challenge our community to do. I know if you work hard, you earn your money, right? You, yes, sir. Oh, yeah, do what you spend want. Spend it however you mm-hmm. want. Yeah. But it comes a time where, make it make sense, man. Right. Like, bro, I don't need a million-dollar chain. Yeah. I need a $100,000 chain. Nope. Life or what? Well, this is the thing, and, I, and I'm going to be honest, because as I know I grow and as my life is expanding, I say this. If you can buy a million-dollar chain, then you can put a million in your community. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Facts. Yeah. I don't care what you do with your money, because I at the, at the end of the day, I ain't going to be someone that judges anybody. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like you said, make it make sense. I, I, I can't say that, bro. I, I'm going to actually say I am going to judge you because right now where we at as a culture, um, as a as an ethnic group, as a yeah. race, whatever you want to call it, as African Americans, man, we're struggling. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. We're struggling to have that continuity. and It has to be a level of understanding and going and buying a $100,000 chain for what? Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Most like, definitely. like that doesn't make sense. Now, please don't get me twisted. Y'all know I love tennis shoes and fine <laughs> linens all day long. Mm-hmm. But there comes a point in time where I have my limit. I'm like, okay, I'm not spending that money on that. Because yeah, I feel right, like right. if I had that money to spend on that, I could spend it on something else. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I think, and it could be biased because I, I, my profession, yeah. you know, makes me empathetic to the point where I know that other people don't have and I want to give them that. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, man, like I said, that's, that's far-fetched, man. You know, like... $100,000 on the chain, do you know what you could have done for some kids in the system or a family who couldn't pay their rent or anything, man? You know, you could really save and impact some yeah. lives. And I'm not telling these people that they got to be the savior. Yeah. That's not that. But if you come from an area and you saying you made it out the mud, then show that love. Well, this man. is the thing. I say this then. So I also want to say um, we had someone say on here we have to support all or have to support others no matter the color. So of... And don't give them, don't give into the organization. Okay, so yeah. So if it's a person that's at our level with any color, I understand what you're saying. We support them. You know what I'm saying? I get right. you. That's what you want to do. Um, me personally, what I'm saying, if they are that level, I saw somebody out at the march when they was on Cleveland Ave. Right. Monday. What was that? Monday. And they was out there from the Utah Jazz. Right. You know what I'm saying? He ain't come out there with no whole bunch of TV. He ain't come out there with no cameras. He came out there because he's from Cleveland Ave. Right, and so I'm gonna come out here and support to. Cleveland Ave. Right, right, you know what right. I'm saying? And this ain't, and you probably didn't see it on his Instagram. You didn't see it on his story. But even but, if, it, but, but we do need to see that though. I want to see that though because yeah. I need for people to understand that the people who have made it, they're not bigger than the movement. Yeah, but he did, and that's I feel like if he would have put it out there, it would have been bigger than the movement because they would think it's him doing something for the because that wasn't his movement. He right. didn't set that up. He didn't do nothing. So I'm not gonna overshadow y'all. I'm gonna put my mask on. I'm gonna dip off in the side the people that are out here right. hey it's me out here we got an nba superstar out here with us because he's from cleveland Ave. but he got a platform too that he need to utilize he right? does he has a platform that he needs to utilize to actually say hey i'm i'm with the utah jazz and i stand with black lives yeah you most know definitely. my things you know if he if he's from cleveland Ave, because we all know what cleveland Ave looks like we know all we all know what cleveland Ave is about right definitely. it's rough a lot of kids when i used to work at the um youth detention center Right. I live on Cleveland Avenue. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I work live on Cleveland Avenue, know nothing there. You know, people always want something from me. So it's right. like all they know is somebody is it's a give-and-take relationship on Cleveland yeah. Ave. That's all it they is. talked about. Yeah. My thing is, you from Cleveland Ave, you repping Cleveland Ave, then clean up Cleveland Ave. Yeah. But see, that's a, but that's the thing, too. Like, the glorification of where we come from in, in private situations, 
usually creates even more turmoil within our community because right, right. what they'll do is they'll say, you know what I'm saying, I'm from the hood, and mm-hmm. then glorify it. Mm-hmm. My thing is, if I'm, telling cool. you, cool yeah, yeah, if I'm telling you I'm from the hood because I'm telling you how far I've made it. Right, right, right. So when I'm telling, when I'm telling the young man that, that we're working with, like, hey, man, pull your pants up, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. do this, and you know it was sad. So we're having a conversation, me and my mom, about my nephew. And I said, you know, I, I hate that we become one of the people that's already stereotyped and judged our own kids. Because mm-hmm. I would say, hey, man, pull your pants up, get your hair cut, you know, do this, do that. But then not really understanding that they're trying to create their own culture. Mm-hmm. You know, and whether or not we agree with it or not, sometimes we got to let them um, do that. Yeah, do their thing. So, you know, it's 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 hard to say, you know, we tell them do that so you don't get pulled over by yeah, the police. Right, so they right, don't right. do that when they just minding their business. Because, see, a white boy can have on skinny jeans just like the black dude, but they not going to mess with the white guy. Yeah. And so, like, that's they, a good they, transition. That's I mean, that's a good transition into the other topic that we was talking about. Also, I want to take this time to shout out in the Living Blessed podcast that you are l- currently listening to yeah. has been sponsored by Living Blessed Clothing. Sure, sure. Line. And get the merch. I ain't got my hoodie on today, but if y'all go back and watch our our conversation from last week got my hoodie on. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Living blessed hats, yeah. hoodies. www.iamlivingblessed.com. Uh-huh. Yes, check him out and make sure that you guys are working and shopping with black businesses. That's what sure. we're talking yeah. about. Because at this moment, when we got all of this buying power, when we got all of this foresight and insight and what's truly going on with the system, we have to build it back up. Somebody was talking about building up black building up another black Wall Street. Right. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm all for that. Because at the end of the day, if the NBA ain't doing right and the players say we want to start our own NBA. Right. With yeah. with our black dollar. My thing is it's possible. It All is of possible. us possible. It's it possible, possible with the black dollar. My thing is because one, a lot of the black athletes already have plenty of money right. to put into it. The black entertainers. They can take a loss. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They can, they can, take, a they can take a quick loss. Yeah. They'll get it right back. Right back. What's the the one that owns the uh the Mavericks? Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban. Yeah. If he lost the NBA team, Mark Cuban would not be hurting for dollars. No, no not If the no, NBA no. team, if the Dallas Mavericks were no Dan Gilbert. That's what yeah. I said. Like, they got plenty. Why you think? They were matter of fact, let's talk about that. Like, even when uh, Donald Sterling and did what he did with the Clippers, mm-hmm. right? And then Ballman when he was able to buy him. But even let's talk about the letter that Dan Gilbert had wrote to LeBron when LeBron decided he no longer wanted to be a part of the Cleveland Cavaliers because he's a free agent right. and left to go to Miami. The things that he said, and then LeBron went back to Cleveland, got this man, bro, a ring, number one selling jersey, mm-hmm. got him a ring, everything sold out in the arena. Yep. And then all of a sudden, you know, you cool with LeBron or whatever LeBron does. See, that's what I mean, man. It's, it's, it's song and dance. It's a minstrel show live without putting on a blackface. Most definitely, most definitely, it is, Most man. definitely, it's 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 disheartening. And as much as I love sports. And as much as I love to see these African-American athletes come from areas that we come from and go and get the bag, man, I love it. I think that now it's time for everybody to change their mindset and understand that we can do it without them. And see, and people, they misconstrue the concept of us, you know what I'm saying, empowering each other. Um, I want to talk about Terry Crews. We'll get to him. Because we're going to get to his stadium. And we're going to get to the past. 
We're going to get to the passing statement. statement. Oh, okay. Hold on. And I told you, man, you got to call a spade a spade. Mm -hmm. Terry uh, Terry Crews from Flint. So it hurts my soon. Oh, that he's man. such a coon, dog. Doing? What made a whole cool statement? Man, I mean, and Let's it's not the first up. time he puts his foot in his mouth often, but we'll get back to that. Also, <laughs> I want to say that there's someone that is interested in a living blessed hoodie, so they need to hear that website one more time. Oh, for, for sure. www.iamlivingblessed.com. Yeah. Iamlivingblessed.com. www.iamlivingblessed.com. And if you get a hoodie, uh, Khadijah, she jump out of the bus and say, We are living <laughs> It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. Nah, nah, but but some current talking, issues, and we're gonna talk about Terry Crews. We're gonna talk about Terry Crews. We're gonna talk about uh, who else we say? Uh, we gotta ah, talk about shoot. who? Who I just say, man? It was Terry Crews and um. We just had somebody else. Oh, I forgot man, the I other person. You lost, lost my child. It'll come back. It'll come back. It'll come back. Yeah, man. I want to talk about what's going on in Atlanta because we did say we want to talk about current issues with the police. Oh, man. I've heard a lot of police have resigned within the last... 19. 19. Yeah. 19. I think uh -huh. the number... Somebody has said it, it was up to, it was up to 28. Yeah, I heard 20. That's the number I heard, 28. 28. Yeah, I heard 28. Because, was it, last three, four days? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because they, they... This is the thing. I feel as if if you know that there's something wrong right. and, you, and you want to quit then you should stay and help fix the wrong. Right, if you right. know that there's something wrong and you're quitting because you're the reason that it's wrong, get on up out of there. Nope, sure. nope. Disagree with you, brother. <laughs> what? what is this, this is what I said I don't about, want you in there if you already this, know you this foul. What I, this is what I said about that healthy dialogue during this last time. Yeah. Uh -huh. We can... Agree to disagree as long as we get into the to the, to the the main premise, the solution at that day. the same. If you understand systemically that there's an issue and that thing is greater than you, and you remove yourself from there, you can integrate yourself in a different way to create that change. So obviously, if all of those officers are quitting, then they see something that is clearly wrong, and a lot of them, it doesn't align with their morals and values. That's what I'm saying. You so need they, to get up out of so there. So they gone. You know what I'm saying? And I can appreciate that. Yeah. Because what it does is it, it, it makes the police as an entity look at themselves differently and say, okay, what do we need to do differently? How do we need to shake and move? You know, they put up those stats. I don't know if y'all seen it in like a little meme where it has, uh, you know, all these different countries and it has the, the rates of yeah, killings yeah, over yeah. the past, mm -hmm. you know, 15, 20 years. Yeah. That is alarming. Yeah. yeah, it is. That's alarming. And it was like other countries. I've seen one with other countries and the mm -hmm. way that they train and yeah. all of that. Yeah, I think one, one country, they train their officers for like, Two to three years. You should before they get on the before they hit the field, they are training for two you to should. three years. And I've heard a lot of people, especially America's only about a thousand hours. I want to. He said a thousand hours. A community. I'm serious. Do you do any community Bro, service? You got to right? go to barber school longer than you got to go to the police academy. And that's that's a shame. That's a that's terrible. I want to say this. I, there's a um, there is a politician out there, and I I'm not one to talk about politics, but there's a politician that I've heard and I've seen right. recently out in the field. He even went at Keisha Lance Bottoms, which was interesting. He was all on, like, CNN and everything. Who was that? It's uh, Mr. Antonio Brown. Okay. Like, I really mm -hmm. rock with him. You know, yeah. Councilman Brown, like, he does some things that is from the spirit. Like, right. And he's out in our community. And the one of the things he said is, like, I heard at one of the rallies that he was at, mm -hmm. somebody said that we need to get these police out in the community and do community service right. yeah, with yeah. these communities before mm -hmm. you even put on a badge. Like, just walk it in straight, plain clothes. Because the police, they act as a scare tactic yeah. and not as a community support. 
See, that's the that's the issue. But then we can even go deeper than that. Why the police were even created to begin with? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The and police were that. not created to police the community. They were, they were there to, to catch, catch slaves. slaves. Yeah. And what now? What now? With a lot of what I saw with the Obama changes with the police, uh, with like police reform. Right. Like I think that that's what we're at now. We have a voice as a black community, as a culture, with right. the world, to where we could change it in this moment. Policy puts you in a box, though. Because this is a mindset. It's not a. It's not a policy. Impl- uh, it's not implementing a policy. See, they've been implementing policies for four hundred years, and we're still in the same place. Now I hear people say progressively we've made change. You know, it's not as bad as it was during slavery. Miss me with all that. Facts. Because what well, my thing is, just make everything equal. Give equal opportunity for all people. Mm-hmm. And when I talk about the minorities, I'm not just saying you know just African-Americans. I'm talking about all minorities, but one thing that is consistent amongst all the minority groups with the exception of, with the exception of us as African-Americans because we have some somewhat of an identity crisis right, because right, right. they, that's just another story for another day. <laughs> yeah, another whole podcast but on they that. always stick together, whether mm-hmm. it be the Hispanic community, where, mm-hmm. whether it be the Asian community, whether it be the Middle Eastern community, whether Definitely. it be the Caribbean community. They keep everything close-knit, tight-knit. They share their money. They understand what it means to make sure that everybody is thriving and prospering. And unfortunately, that's just one of those things that we don't have. And it still bothers me to this day that there are not a lot of African-American beauty supply stores. Most definitely. How does something that... How you go buy hair from from, from all Asians? Well, yeah, that's the best big thing. That's who here it is. I mean, I'm not even saying <laughs> that's, that's who here it is. To yeah, a certain and we, and we buy, extent. And we buy somebody else's hair to put it on here. Some of that stuff is Brazilian wet wave. <laughs> Number seven. You're to be. Right, right, right. right. Hey, you know, but even, I'm talking about, look, like shade moisturizer. And then that's the other thing. We got to educate ourselves but because shade it's not African-American. Us. No. Not. That's what I'm saying. But There's a list of these companies hey, that's out there. That listen. remote has black owned, but they're not black owned. Man, man, listen, they can't trick us off the streets, man. That's what no, they doing. Hey, right, right. listen, man, listen, man. I'm telling you, I see look, my boy Frank on here right now. He's a barber, uh-huh. super dope barber. Like there should be no reason why him, and my barber Chris, and all the other bars, my my uncle who a barber. Like, none of these guys shouldn't be able to get their products from other African-American males, no matter what it is. African-American yeah. superior, you know Well, what hold on. Is. Well, let me shameless plug that then. What's up? Because this is the thing. I know a person out now, right now, and I want to shout him out. My brother Jason Hawkins, he owns Respective Roots. Put him, put him out there. Yeah, yeah, but I'm sure. just saying, but like that's what he does. He goes, the thing is, you, we don't have the platforms that you're speaking We're giving them more right and now. He, yeah. But no, what I'm saying is, like he has his own stores. Obviously, he has his own stores in the mall. He's in Lennox Mall. Mm-hmm. He's right. in Houston, in the, one of the big malls in Houston. The Galleria? Like he, yeah, so he's, okay. he's doing his thing. And I understand that. But what I'm saying is, you're asking for us to start building black Beauty supply stores. Right. He goes into the beauty supply stores that exist and puts our black-owned products, his black-owned product, out there for our people. We have to have the understanding of what is truly black-owned and what's not right. until we get to that point. So if you buy, because I just told my wife, I'm buying mango, lime, lock and twist, yeah. and that's yeah. made by some dude that right. is definitely not from the island. He got a comb over. Yeah, but he got a thin hair and a comb. Mango, lime, lock and twist though. Yeah, he got a rasta on the front of his joint, but he looking like Mister. Feeny, right? Boy, <laughs> world, man. Come and on, that's the sad part. Like we get tricked into. <laughs> so that's why I, I I try to buy everything locally. Yeah, because I know exactly where it's coming from. Definitely. Right. So my man Frank, 
Frank cut it out there at Cindy Cuts in uh, Douglasville, Georgia, off of Chapel Hill. Uh-huh. That's in LA Fitness. Go check my out. boy out. Go check my boy out. He said, uh, the African American stores have to charge more for products because we don't have the support from each other to come together and invest. And that is exactly what I mean, That's man. Like though that sentiment right there, just mm-hmm. the, the the keen understanding that we have the ability to be able to make this happen. Most it needs to happen. Yeah. Like because everybody knows the recipe. The but recipe on, is out there. Hold on, one question. But why do we complain about black prices though? But when white prices like skyrocket, I'm about to tell you. We don't trip on. We don't tell trip you. Y'all, y'all ready for this truth? Oh, please. Because man, you know it's an internal bat- battle because it's colorism within African American culture, right? Mm-hmm. But it's also been embedded by you know what I'm saying the others. Yes, yeah, uh, to definitely. make us go against each other right, about everything. Right, right, right. Because if we're upset with something that a Afri- that a, that a Caucasian does, that a Caucasian entity, um, you know they'll say something like, "Oh, you know they they just expensive." But you'll see this African American entrepreneur out here. You see the blood, the blood, sweat, and tears, the equity, the sweat equity that they put in, and you'll say, "Who they think they is?" Target? Yeah, they trying to yeah, get yeah motherfucker. They target. Yeah, 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 I'm the black target. What you yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And that's what I'm saying. Like, man. Prime example, my barber. I've been going to this man since 2012. Mm-hmm. He said, hey, bro, I got to go up on the prices. Say no more. Yeah, I know everything. He said, they're going up on the booth rent. You got to go up on the prices. Say no more. He had so many people say, oh, man, you going up on prices, this, that, and the third. Nigga, don't get a haircut. Exactly. Go get your haircut and go get it messed up. Yep. Somewhere like, else. Somebody giving you a quality service, you have to pay for that. Yeah. And yeah. you do. Most so, people do. So if, I, if, if, I'm perfecting, if I'm perfecting my craft... And I and I'm a beast at this. Then pay me like pay, I'm a beast. Exactly. Like I'm I'm learning all because the tricks of the trade. You would go out there and pay somebody else to do it. Man, what? You would go out there and pay the other people yeah. their money. You would go out and spend Gucci. You give yeah. it to Gucci. Listen. You give it to Fendi. You give it to all of this. You would buy fake Gucci just to say you got Gucci. Exactly. And you'll spend a whole hundred and fifty and then be around top. But you but can't you support buy- your people. My thing, my homeboy, any of my people that got something, I tell them, hey, charge me for a price. Don't give me no yeah. discount. Don't yeah. hit me. You see what I said? Don't even throw the discount word at me. <laughs> Because I respect you as a business person. Listen, during the coronavirus, I didn't even go get a haircut for like maybe over a month, right? Mm-hmm. Told my man, listen, bro, I know you're an entrepreneur. I know you are doing your, doing your thing. I'm going to pay you anytime I can just because you know, I'm going to get that love. Yeah. And then even when I've been going to go get a haircut, I still throw him something. Yeah. Even though I didn't already pay for the cuz, I, I understand what that is. That man has children. Yep. He just bought a home. He has a wife. And as a man, there's nothing more demeaning than not being able to have money in your pocket. Um, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And take care of your it's family, man. It happy does. Father's Day again to all the fathers. You know what I mean? We are not on the Father's Day segment, but I just want to say Happy Father's Day again. For like sure. you said. For sure. We out here really supporting each other, especially through the coronavirus. Like, I had a lot of barbers, you know what I'm saying? One that is not of black descent, you know what I'm saying? But Will the Barber, man, he's a cool dude. And, like, he opened up his shops. He owned three shops. Okay. And he is, he is an ally, you know what I'm saying? He's on Instagram, Will I Am the Barber, I believe. But, like, he opened up his shop because his people needed to work. Like, as soon as they said that they could open up the shops, he, but he wasn't just opening it, he was in there with them. Yeah. With his mask, like, listen, man, if I gotta go, if y'all gotta go in the trenches to survive, yeah. I'm not just gonna eat off of y'all with booth rent. Yeah. And I sit up that. at the crib. 
and let y'all go out there and do what y'all got to do. So, like, when you put it into your people, like, people got to buy in. Listen, man, I heard you say this thing about white allies. Listen, listen, listen. <laughs> I just, I want to make sure y'all understand this. No, 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 because I, I want to be completely transparent. Most definitely. That's a micro-level thing. So, I don't want anyone who is Caucasian to feel like this is a black or white thing, but it is a systemic thing yeah. that I'm not making it personally about you. Most right. definitely. As, as Most a definitely. Caucasian, Most I'm talking definitely. about my community as a whole. Yeah. So I don't want them to ever feel like somebody's trying to institute another level of racism Most definitely. or say Most some definitely. dumb ass shit like Terry Crews said about black supremacy. That's <laughs> what just the, what that's he, say? What he no. said. He said this black. Is, this is what he said. Please. Oh, he, he said. Let's I, go I ahead, Terry Crews. Uh, let's go said, ahead, Coon Crews. Coon Crews. He said defeating white supremacy without white people creates black supremacy. Equality is the truth. Like it or not, we are all in this together. Yeah. A so, nigga from Flint should never say anything like that. Like, because right, now, so he was on some, he was on some all lives matter, but see this type what, stuff. This what happened, uh, man. This this see this is what happens when you're you're privy to other things that everybody else isn't privy to because you Hollywood. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a facade, man. Like you, come on, bro. Like you can't say something like that. Well, did, I mean, he's. I think he. What he did was, I and I. I'll say this because I, I can see where he's going with it because I saw a video about an older gentleman who said that that's what they fear is that as this thing transitions and we do become equal, we will become what they were to us and then they will have to find the same guy that we had to find to get to where we got. Hey, listen. So I, listen, 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 so, bro. No, it's not a problem with it. What I'm saying is I think what he No, that's was, a problem. It's a problem. It's a problem if we go and, and, and we, we try to do to them what they did to us and enslave them and stuff. That's a problem. Right, yeah, right, right. You know what I'm right. saying? Nobody want to do that. But what we are saying is that no, but no one person should be better than the next. For sure, you know. What I I'm think saying? I think Terry Crews skipped. I think what happened is, and what people probably took out of context, and what made it look like Cooney is that no, he skipped. Look, it was it was Cooney. It was Cooney. So, but this is the thing: he skipped a lot of steps. Like if you say like, okay, first y'all got to see us for who we are, and da 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 da, and then if we don't, once y'all see us for who we are, and then we start treating y'all like trash. Now that's black supremacy. Hey man, right. as much you as, know what I'm saying? as much as I want to, black people want to do it though. Like we, God. yeah, we don't have that we, in our spirit. Can I said earlier, we are too forgiving. Too forgiving. So it's like you know, like the T-shirt says, you know, we ain't our ancestors. Yeah. We lucky we might we don't clap back. <laughs> yeah. You know, my thing is, I'm sure a lot of people really want to clap back because yeah. sometimes I feel it in my soul some days. Some days, like today, for instance, I'm out on the job on the field. I had to go do it on. A well check on a family. Right. The most uncomfortable time of my life on my job I've ever felt. Wow. Because we had to go check one. You've probably seen it. She went viral. Has a White Life Matter tattoo tattooed on her arm. Wow. I haven't seen it, but I'm going to go check yeah, it out. Yeah, it's, it's been everywhere. She's been, it's been everywhere. She's viral, so she, she's a client of mine, should I say. Yeah. Go to her house, do a well check today. Um, they tell me to call two officers because they feel like she has gang ties. Yeah. Michael, whatever. Get to the house. It's, it's two white officers come, who are there. Yeah. I've never felt so uncomfortable right. in my life. Yeah. Because I felt like that's going to send me to a, yeah, house what? Like a White Lives Matter tattoo. Yeah. With, with white, two white cops. Yeah. And I'm not going to say the county because I ain't going to put you out there like sure. that. Yeah. But like in a, in a notoriously known racist county. So I'm you trying to put me in a whole in a bad situation. In a trailer park at that. Also, but, you trying to put, and we like, see what's going on in the climate all, all of our, our culture. today was that that situation was going to turn on me. Of mm. course. I've never felt so uncomfortable with the cops in my life. And every time now that I see a cop, all I think, yo, I could be next. 
And the and the crazy part is Sad, everything that is being perpetuated in the media is that the cops are saying that they were fearful of their lives. So what I think it is, you shouldn't and, have stepped in the field. Yet. And and that's if what the always, if you're always feeling fearful of your, of your life every time you see a black person, like today, I seen a video of this white cop crying because she's scared of her. Oh, but I told, but you, you know what crying the, for? You know what the issue is because they went in with a bully mentality. They didn't go in and with a mentality. Bullied, too. It don't right. Don't it don't good. feel good. It put them back where they was before. See, those are the worst type of police officers. Yeah. When people who clearly were bullied and they had a, they got a lot of hate in their heart and they got a lot of resentment build up or a lot of mm-hmm. ideologies of, you know, I need to go into this community and get rid of these people. They bad people. See, yeah. they parents to be bad people. White people not drug dealers? Right. They really are. But anyway, they're not, they, they not criminals. That's where the drugs that, that, That's true. That's where it comes from. I, I think... One of the things that I get about that, like when you say that, is they're going to feel that. They have to. We had to feel it. Somebody said for like 400 years, bro. You have to feel it's that for pressure. you. Yeah, you, it's the pressure. It's that pressure. Yeah. You got to feel it. If you it. feel this pressure, then you will, be, you will be inclined to start changing some stuff. Right. <laughs> I mean, as long as you're not feeling the pressure, you're always going to be comfortable. Right. Then you're, things are okay. Things are cool the way they are. But when you start feeling this pressure, when it can start hitting your job, mm-hmm. it start hitting your home, your finances, right. your likely, livelihood. Well y'all, you, well, y'all got to live how we've been living. Exactly. Yeah. And of course, then people fear. start quitting. And right. fear. Yeah. Uh, so the other person that... Thank you, thank you, wife. <laughs> uh, she reminded us who the other person who uh, who said something that was... Just... Listen, man. I don't even have no words because that's a whole other topic, too. Oh, it's somebody serious, huh? No. It, it, it's somebody serious in the religious world. Go ahead, please, please. Atlanta Mega Church, Church Pastor Louis Giglio sets off Firestorm by calling slavery blessings to whites. So what he's saying is that the what he his in his religious religious term he put it was that the blessing, the curse of slavery was a blessing to white people. So pretty much what he's trying to do is soften the blow for white people who feel guilty for hearing the word white privilege. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. And then what he does is like it's him, the Chick-fil-A CEO, and then my guy Lecrae. No. I feel like they set the man up. Me personally, I feel like they set him up because my thing I, is... I'm still... Like I told my homegirls today, Lecrae sometimes, you know, he leads with grace and talent too much. Uh-huh. Sometimes you need to see the other side of Jesus, which is the flipping table Jesus. Sometimes yeah. that's when he should have flipped the script. As soon as he said, you know, we're going to call it white blessings instead... There's no such white thing as a blessing. white. Hey, hold on, hold on. I, I'm gonna tell you something. About white blessings. White blessings. Said, blessings. So white when blessings. you when you watch the video, right? The Cray has this platform which he's clearly sitting there. But he's, majority of his platform is white people, though. But he's nodding his head in agreement. Yeah, they didn't set him up. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna shake my. If anything, and yeah, I'm yeah, trying yeah. to make sure that I market myself appropriately to make sure that I can stay in my bag to support my community. Mm-hmm. If anything, I'm just going to sit there and be quiet. Yeah. I'm not going to shake my head and agree. And say, and then, but then, that's not the kicker, though. The guy clearly says, the pastor clearly says, and we've had this conversation before. So oh, the first time. Mm, well, okay. And he felt comfortable enough Entirely. on a platform with an African-American male to say that as if other African-American males were going to join, or African-Americans in general, were going to join that wave. Listen, man, I'm going to oh, tell y'all this. And if you have a sensitive soul, then this this most definitely is not going to be for you. <laughs> you might want to turn tune out. Tune it's not going to be for you. Sensitive souls. I tell people all the time, 
dig deep into your soul and understand the notion of where your spirituality comes from. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Because God equals spirituality. Right, right. Religion equals man's plan to control you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With so, spirituality, you under, no, not with spirituality. With no, fear, it's just I mean, fear. With I mean, fear. but they're spiritual. But they have to have mind. some of that spirituality Listen, piece to lock you in. Well, people, I mean, they, they don't. I don't think so, though. But if you're I in a religion, and nah, you have a Bible, my thing is, as long as you pull this good book out, right, and you, and you portray in the way of your image, exactly, yeah. not the image of God, then it makes you feel like, oh, they're inferior to us. But that book has what in it? Spirituality. Huh, but it, ha- it has no, it, yeah. no doubt in my mind, it right. has that. But the same exact time, it's like. If we put you in this mindset of a slave, the Bible speaks of slaves, but not the slavery that we know it to be. Yeah. Right. Back then, a slave was actually a good thing. The, to us, they made it seem like oh, it was a bad thing. You're Now, we're the masters. Mm-hmm. You're the slave. Yeah. So you must do as we say. The Bible says that, you know, we are to, you know, pretty serve, much serve our masters, we're right? Servants. So that's what it was. You, they flipped the script on us yeah. is what it was. Yeah, they, they did it. It is exactly what they ran away from. But but this yeah. is, but this is the thing. If you because now you're getting deep, Mister Palmer. Mm-hmm. Sorry, because when you talk <laughs> about you know I mean Jesus and servitude and all of that stuff, and that's what it is. We are servants, and a lot of us don't understand how servitude is the highest form of just being a leader. Mm-hmm. Because right. as a servant, you have to be able to serve your people, like we are asking these these police officers right. to do. You are somebody that we have given enough power to say that we will allow you to walk around this thing and make sure that we do X, Y, and Z. And you also are supposed to serve this community. So if we've given you that power and you don't know the understanding of servitude, mm-hmm. there's a problem. Because you're thinking you're a slave to us and now you got, the, like you said, the word slave those, all mixed up. Mm-hmm. Those are and you're too different. scared to be a servant. Those yeah. are two different things, though, right? So we're talking about the actual actions versus the ideology. Yeah. You're talking about the theological component of it to where you're embedding things in people's mind right, right, and right, making right. them fearful. Because go. people are afraid to speak about religion because they're afraid of what? That they're going to go to hell. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's what I mean about yeah. that. I'm not saying so. That's why I said the spirituality component of it versus the religious aspect. Yeah, it's yeah, two yeah. totally different things. Most right. definitely. Y'all know most I'm a definitely. spiritual being. Yeah, mm-hmm. most definitely. But I'm not, I don't need to go to a church to, to get in. that. <laughs> right, that's right, that's right. not going to give me that. You know, and then there's a lot of judgment that goes in there. But even all of that stuff cast aside. Religion, especially in the South, plays a major role. There are a lot of mega churches here in Atlanta, right? Too many. Too many. And so when you have a platform like that, and then you have a company CEO like Chick-fil-A, which is a Christian-based okay. company, okay. faith-based company, and they have a, a huge following. Most definitely. Because I rock with Chick-fil-A. I ain't going to flex. I do be eating Chick-fil-A. <laughs> I'm even shout them out. I ain't going to lie. This, they, they, don't, they don't get too much play on this podcast. My man. apologies, man. We, we out here. Popeyes? Especially. Popeyes? Not even now. Not even now. Not even well, who's so, like on there? We're going on none of them. Oh, that's we true. going to the local joints. Right. Okay, well, we're going to uh, but Slutty Vegan. Yeah, yeah, I'm with it. All right, we shout out Slutty Vegan. Shout out Slutty yeah, Vegan. Yeah. Slutty yeah. Vegan, though, we getting out of love. But look, even with that, though, so like the ideologies that they put behind these things, there are so many mega churches that are in Atlanta, and then they put these philosophical ideals out there about what they feel um, yeah. being at your ultimate peak is and what that should look like, right? And you have some of those who who come with a pure form of sincerity, and I can appreciate that. And my thing is, you can have conversations with people like that, 
the ones that you can't are the ones that are oblivious to the things that got us to the place that we are now by utilizing religion to enslave us mentally. Okay, well, since we're talking about religion and we're talking about what you just said about enslavement, let's talk about Juneteenth because that's like the, one of the things right. that we said about the podcast. Right. Let's, yeah. let's jump on that. If you don't know, if you are in the black community, if you are a part of our culture, if you rock with our culture, then you need to be checking out Juneteenth. Right. I'm shooting out a lot of Juneteenth parties this weekend. Right. You know, the Juneteenth festivals. People are... All types of stuff man, going celebrities on doing, Yeah, celebrities all doing that. free concerts, man. Man, yeah, like all fitness stuff going on, man, everything. It's life this, stuff going on this weekend. This is us embracing us. Yeah, like it gotta happen. No, and please, man, no rah rah. No, yeah, no, no it's no all peaceful, man. All, you Make know, it, what I'm it's all love this weekend. Yeah, it need to, need to be. Man, they gotta be all love. Yeah. That's that's what people need to understand, man. They gotta be all love. Listen, man. Agree to disagree and walk away. I mean, y'all, y'all talk to me about some humbling because I know, man, I got a nasty attitude, man. When I when it's time to get busy, I'm ready to get busy, you know. But um, <laughs> we know that, probably <laughs> <laughs> on it. But I mean, you know, just just all all things aside, I think one of the things that I want to make sure that we're doing is promoting positivity within the community. And like yeah, I said, yeah. you know. Um, you can disagree and not care for a person and not necessarily have to deal. You don't got to deal with them. And, and that's your opportunity to be able to resolve that conflict in a healthy way. And so even when you're going into these these events and it's people from a different side of town and all this stuff, and if you got a problem with a man, leave that where it is. Most definitely. It's, we we fighting a bigger battle right now. We don't need to fight each other at all. Mm-hmm. So everybody <laughs> needs to be... You know what I'm saying? All on one team. Hell, we we got family members we don't like and we don't deal with. Most definitely. So treat them the same way. If we ain't going to harm them family members, you know what I'm saying? And if you do want to harm a family member, then please don't harm a family member. But I'm saying, bro, like, let that go. You know, relax your mind. Get yourself together, man. Let's, let, let's I want to throw a question out there to y'all. Let's go ahead. I want to say this. Um, so we got the June team stuff going up. Right. Um, and Lil Baby had put something in his new song, The Bigger Picture. If you haven't heard it, go check it out. It's, oh, yeah, it's, shout out to Lil Baby for that one. Yeah, sure. it's rocking for real. Mm-hmm. And I don't even think his label is supporting that. Like, that's just him pumping something that's, that's genuine. Lil Baby, Lil, Lil Baby one for the, he, he, he one of the youngest that I'm rocking with. Man, yeah, he put he put his he thing on. He for the, yeah, he for the for culture, for sure. That was a real nigga move. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I want to <laughs> say, uh, and this is a question I want to throw out there. He said, we know we can't uh, fight fire with fire, but we can turn up the flame some. And I think, like, this is what we're talking about Juneteenth. Like, that's turning up the flame. I don't think he really meant, like, going out there and looting and all of that stuff. I know he didn't mean that. Yeah. But that's just turning up the flame. If we let them know that we know what our Independence Day is, and not only are we celebrating Juneteenth, but we taking our dollars, like we mm-hmm. talked about earlier in the podcast, mm-hmm. away from the 4th of July. Right. So put your yeah. dollars in Juneteenth and Juneteenth mm-hmm. shirt. Like this week or this this evening, my wife got like five or six Juneteenth orders right then and there when she started putting it out. Shout yeah. out let's to, support shout that. Out to Ms. D. Hayes. Yeah, oh, oh love, oh love by Ola Kiosa. Let's, let's do a commercial break. Okay, okay real take quick. go on, plug it. Okay, I would like to take this time to shout out my wife, my queen, oh love by Ola Kiosa with all of your apparel needs. She is gonna make sure that you're looking fly mm-hmm. and right on time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So, but anyway, anyway, I just felt like that's what we need to do. We not only need to turn up the fire with showing people that we know who we are, we know our culture, right. but we also need to turn up the fire. But like, we're not about to keep supporting the Fourth of July when that wasn't our independence. Because yeah. when y'all was doing that, we was still we picking still cotton. Was we, we was even a person. We was we wasn't even three fifths of a man yet. Right, right. <laughs> Let me tell you again, not to be the negative nasty, but this is gonna be the issue. See. It's going to be a lot of people who be like, well, hell, I'm still going to take off 4th of July because it's a holiday. Like, man, stop that shit, man. <laughs> and the 4th of July fall on a Saturday this year. So you off so anyway. Cut the, right, right. Cut the shit. 
Take yeah. your ass to work on Friday. Yeah. And if they give you the holiday on Monday, take your ass to work and show them that we ain't playing. Yeah. Because this is the thing. I'm going to give my And it's the thing. Even if you take the day off, I feel like this. If you take the day off, cool. You want to take the day off, you've been working your ass off, cool. I get that. But you don't have, and you don't have to spend your dollar. Oh, for sure. You don't have to spend your dollar on that day. You can, you can get everything that you need to get. You ain't got to buy all them fireworks that they make billions of dollars off of mm-hmm. every year for 4th of right. July. Of you ain't got to do all that. If you want to buy some fireworks, find a dude that's done went and got the fireworks from cheap in Tennessee. Right. That's in your neighborhood that's, that's selling them. Support him and do it on Juneteenth. Mm-hmm. And that's how we bring our money back. That's how we bring our culture back. That's how we bring our people back. Like, we got to stop doing what they want us to do. And like you said, cooning, bro, we can't be doing that. How yeah. we going to say we woke and we for the culture and on 4th of July we flying a flag that at that time we wasn't even a person Person, bro, we was less than human. Right. We wasn't even three fifths yet. We still that though, right? Understandable. At least I could get a whole vote. Back then, I had three fifths of a vote, you, and I really, wasn't even voting. Do you really, you really get, get a whole, whole vote? vote though? Do you really get a whole <laughs> vote? Because in our communities, let's talk about it. That our voting machines are always jacked up, right? Yeah. We probably only got about two machines per voting uh, voting location. Talking yeah. about the electoral college, the electoral, electoral college, college where they used to get sending them death threats. So it's like. The question is that always, every year, is like, oh, Giovanni, you need to vote. Yes, I'm going to vote. I'm going to vote and do my due diligence, right. all that stuff. But I always have an issue with voting on the presidential level. Right. Just because I already know how that whole platform is set up. Is. Well, this is a presidential election year. I know we're going into another round we was talking about. Man, um, this is the devil versus the devil. That's, Man, all, that's, that's what I'm all it is. Okay, and this is the thing. So our vote, like you said, our vote. Really doesn't count, but you have to realize if this is still the platform in which they have us in a republic, because we're not a democratic, we're, we're not a democracy. Mm-hmm. Let everybody, let's really look at your history and look at what you're dealing with. We are a democratic republic. So that Republican piece is what's killing us right now because these people, these electoral college votes are going to people that as a people we ain't voting for. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yes, our vote counts, but we have to really make our vote count. Trump lost the popular vote. Yeah, that's, what, he, that's yeah. what I'm saying. This happened again with Bush and Al Gore way yeah. back, back when they had yeah, the Florida, Florida problem. Yeah. When they had the Florida problem. Yeah. And you're like, wait a minute, bro. These numbers don't add up. The people are voting for this right. person. So, now and we got to really like, hit them. But it's stuff like that that's discouraging black people from going out and voting. It's it like, is. If my thing is, if the popular vote is supposed to count. Right. And I'm out here voting. I'm out here, you know, getting people signed up to vote. You know, got teens getting voting for the first time. Adults voting for the first time. You know, my grandparents, right. you know, our grandparents voting for the first black president and all that types of stuff. We're out here doing all this stuff. But then you slap me in my face and tell me my vote don't matter. Because yeah. then you put the other person in office. Most definitely. Again, like I said, we talked about it in our last podcast. If you guys hadn't heard it, get an opportunity to Spotify. Spotify, uh, check us Apple out. Podcasts, sure. all Apple. streaming platforms. Um, I Am Living Blessed podcast. Check uh, us out. I Am Living Blessed. Episode 7. Yes, sir. It's having a healthy dialogue about things that we can do to implement change in the community. And one of those things that we talked about is being getting inside of our communities and starting on our local levels yep. and creating our le- ourselves to go to the state level and then the federal level. And everybody, like I said, my premise is to get into policy and legislation reform. Mm-hmm. And like I said earlier, the policy has to align with the whole vision Most because definitely. it still creates barriers. It's still So if there are people, put it like this, how can I write a policy about being anything other than an African-American male coming from an impoverished community? Because you don't know, you don't truly know. But you, and that's what we said. We have to, we have to get people in there. That's what I was talking about earlier. Right. And I'm gonna just be honest. Antonio Brown, the dude, brought back his 
not the dude, the councilman. Let me be frank. We are on live. You know what I'm saying? No disrespect. And we on the Living Blessed podcast. I ain't going to disrespect him like that. Councilman Brown, he did say some things that a lot of them don't have that backing. They just have it from books. Right. They've seen it in books. You've read about it. You've learned about it. But when you talk about my parents both went to five-year prison sentences at the age of 12, I've lived it. Right. So now when I'm out here in the streets with y'all, I'm saying, look, I see what y'all going through. And I have a backing. I have a following. I have money. I have all of the things that I have immer- or, or have gained over time. And I'm still out here. Right. Those are the type of people we have to get in on the local okay. level. Oh, yeah. But guess so that what? we can move them to the national level so that we can really get systematic right. change. But guess mm-hmm. what, though? Those are the individuals who aren't writing these policies. So when yeah. we talk about these things <laughs> True. about True. prison reform, when we talk about these things about the foster care system mm-hmm. or the child welfare system, when we talk about anything that caters to our community to assist those who are in need and live in impoverished areas, those policies are written with the intent to continue to just give them just enough to appease them. And I'm going to play devil's advocate because those policies are rented. The issue is they get thrown under the bus, under the rug, before they even make it to the table. Because that's the thing that Mr. Brown, Councilman Brown, was discussing. It's like, we had policies sitting right here before Rashard Brooks got killed. That that I brought to the table within the year that I've been here, and y'all told me we're not talking about that. Listen, that and that's so. <laughs> so there is policy so available. No, no, so so there is. You just don't want to so put that, it out right, there. Right, right. No, no, no. That that so even to go back then, then that even further validates what I'm saying because I can propose a policy. There you go. Yeah, I can propose. But you're not the person who's writing the policy. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah, get what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, you ain't the one. So that's the person say it's who's okay. writing the policy. Those are the people. That we need to make sure that we're pushing forward, that we're getting in office, that we're understanding their notion, that we're looking at other things other than world star hip hop and the shade room and the neighborhood talk and all of that, because that's a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? To keep you off the real facts. The entertainment that we've been looking at, and I'm guilty of it too. Like, the entertainment we've been looking at for a long time, man, it's it's, it's been a. A detriment to our whole mental and our whole psyche. Yeah. Because yeah. like I said, we'll we'll be it'll be something on CNN right now that could be very, very, very important to our community. But I guarantee you that if the Shade Room or uh you know TMZ or uh the neighborhood talking any of them post anything like that right now, that everybody gonna go to their page. Oh, yeah. uh, what Nicki Minaj and said now. Yeah. Uh, what the Migos and done. Mm-hmm. So we need those people you with know? those platforms to attempt to get the information. And from I think CNN. some of them have. I think and they are. Them, and I think they are. I think, are. I think a lot they, of them. They've they been trying. Like lately, they've been actually, you know, slowly. Yeah, yeah. Getting, for sure. Like you know, we gotta put this to the, put the BS to the side and really get to the facts. Right. Because, the stuff that's really hurting our community. They've been trying, man. I'm gonna get credit where credit is due. Like yeah, I said, no sure. man is perfect. Right. So right. by and any none of us, by any means, man, I don't want them to feel like I'm demeaning them and nah, you know how nah, they get nah. in their paper. Right, I'm just right. saying it's a better way to do it Most and definitely. empower our community. You know what I'm saying? Even like with World Star, man, like don't you, you know the fights and all of the man. Listen, and, and the thing about it though is we're at a level where we can comprehend what's reality and what's a facade, right? Right. right. Yeah. But the kids that are privy to this and they have these smartphones where this internet is accessible by their hands, that shit is cool to them. Yeah. So then they start following these trends and doing dumb shit. Like, well, let's, let's, let's talk about know. this then. I got a question about that. If you What's got that? all of these platforms that we know our people are accustomed to, right? 
especially on this weekend of Juneteenth, why don't we take those platforms and flood them with historic information? Flood them with yeah, information sure. that our youth is going to need to be privy to. Well, listen, you know man, what I'm saying? I mean, like that's, that's that's all fine and dandy, but you got to realize we're not running these platforms. Right. We're yeah. not the people behind, you know, this coding and all that type of stuff and, you know, these, uh, what do they call it, the... Um, the algorithm. Algorithms. Yeah, the algorithm. The algorithm. Right. So my thing is like, you know, if you try to, that stuff is going to get like, you know, it's going to get shifted another way. But if know? every not if everyone that's at the highest level is doing but it. But you, you know, so we just got to get they our... They would still block their stuff because my own girl, she does social media stuff. And she said only 10% of your following actually sees your content. Oh, right? yeah. So I've you heard can that. have thousands and thousands of followers on that's true. You know, Instagram and Facebook. But if only 10% is seeing it. Right. Uh, you need that 10% to actually share that stuff. But to add so injury to you're insult. dropping the real percentage of what you're right. going to get out But even right. to add injury to insult, then another thing that social media has done is created a level of um, computer thugs. Yeah. Or people who post comments that are negative things, and you don't know if this person is truly an African-American or if this person is a Caucasian. So you also have to be careful with that type of stuff as well. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's, like I said, as much as it's been a blessing to us, it's been a curse in the same oh, yeah, gift. Sure. Um, and, I, and I think that that's one of those things that like, everybody has to start to understand and rationalize and put some backing into it and just use our brain power a little bit more. Like I said, um, you know, you're young, you're living, you're learning, and... All those things are cool. And now that we know better, we should be doing better. Most definitely. And like I said, so a platform like this, man, we got to get the young people to start to listen to this. And one thing I will say, I think it's, it, I think it's more... I think it's more young people in our community that are more prompt to start looking at this stuff now because I think that there are some that this 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 is reaching the masses. Yeah, most definitely. It's getting to everybody. It's getting to every level. I want to say this, too, and I don't want to, to not say it, um, the individual, our special guest that was supposed to be on, he ended up having to go on CNN, and we we started a little bit late. So we will have him on eventually on the Living Blessed Podcast right. that, by that, the that blessing is. of Mr. Palmer, and that's oh, Mr. That's uh, Bring Antonio Lewis. Yeah. And that's at Antonio at Antonio Lewis ATL if you're on, on Instagram for all okay, of y'all. Check him out. Check um, him out. But I wanted to say this. Rashard Brooks' situation, I know that was something that we was going to discuss if yeah, he was to come here. I feel, mm. I don't feel... I talked to an individual that was a police officer. I got his perspective today. Uh, he kind of gave me the insight in regards to how they are trained. And you know what I'm saying? When we're talking about training and what they're going through, he said he wouldn't have done it, obviously. Um, one of the things I would like to say is just because Rashard Brooks broke the law in whatever capacity, he did not deserve to lose his life. You can't be the judge and the jury. You, and that, and, that's, and that's where the line, no matter whether you're a police officer, if you're black, white, Chinese, I don't care what color you are, race, ethnicity. That's where we have to come to the fundamental understanding. Mm -hmm. If I break a law and I'm a not in, the, in a position to kill you, right. don't kill me. Hold on, bro. I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask you a question. So we all seen this video. Shit made my soul hurt. What law did he break? So this is what this is what was told. From the beginning. To me. This is what it was told. Nah, to we me. ain't talking about when it became nah, physical. We talking from the beginning. That's what I'm situation. saying. This is what I'm saying. So what law did he from break? the beginning of the situation, right? They called whoever called the police on him. Okay. He was in his car, right, behind the wheel, whether it be on or off. Well, he was asleep. 
But this is all, and as a people, this is why I'm glad we having this healthy dialogue because mm-hmm. as a people, we need to know our laws. Okay, all okay, the sure, way sure. across that's the board. I'm asking, and that's, I'm and that's why no, 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 that's what, and that's what I said earlier because mm-hmm. when I was talking to the individual, Mr. Robert Halls, shout out to Mr. Robert Halls. He was um, he is attempting to run for office in Clayton County for sheriff. Shout out to him for being an understanding individual and giving sure. me this insight. For sure, appreciate the perspective, brother. Yeah, because he was like, this is the facts. Because he was behind the wheel and he was under the influence in his car, whether it be on or off, you can get charged with a DUI. So this is things that we don't know because I did not know that. I'm saying, so you're telling me if I fall asleep. And now it makes sense because about, I I say, dang, I'm going to tell my age. About 10 years ago, (laughs) about 10 years ago, a good friend of mine who I was like my cousin got locked up and went to prison Mm -hmm. for the same situation. He was high. He was in. He was under the influence. Fell asleep behind the wheel. Police came. He was in front of a nursing home. Police came, locked him up. He did like three years in prison. So I was like, "Oh, that makes sense." So he had already broken the law from. Hold the on, job. hold on. So I'm a. I'm a go here. We we talk about policy before, yeah. so we're gonna incorporate yeah. a little bit of that into this. That's the issue, though, because my man, listen. If he clearly understood that he was inebriated to the point where he could not operate his vehicle, and then I I believe that as you're policing a community, then it should have been a civil conversation that could have transpired in which even when that man said, hey, you can take me over to my yeah, house, say, yeah. that's policing done the right way. Yeah. And see, that's the thing. So that's, All he had to do was put me in the back seat. Driving to her, driving to his crib. Or not even that. Not even. I mean, let me phone that. Let me let me let me call your Uber. Even yeah. Or your phone. Let me call your people. Right. Let me and see they, they come, come get pick you. you up. I'm, I'm gonna sit here with you until they come get you. You feel make me? Make sure you make it home safely, man. Here's my phone number. Listen. Call me. Call the station. Whatever. Whatever. Like, just let me know you made it home safely. Whatever. And even this. Even this. Like, if I can't call you an Uber, because I understand that there might be some liability there. Because right, right, even right. if he gets in the Uber, he gets out. He yeah, gets hit by whatever. a car. Whatever the case. Man, I'll walk with you. He said it's yeah. up the street. I can walk. Let's bro. let's walk together. I'm gonna walk with you, but you antagonizing this man. Nah, let me see you. You know this that. Let me see that. And see, now this is where going wrong, from jump, man. This is where the issue, like y'all said, and I, not to cut neither one of y'all off. No, this no, is no, where no. the issue becomes an issue. He knew at that point that he had broken the law, and I can do what I want with this black man. Oh yeah. You see what I'm saying? That's where the problem lies. And that's where me and my friend, my good friend, Mr. Halls, we were talking about. And I was like, that for me, that's where the problem, like, I didn't say this to him, but this is where, this is where we go different ways. Like, now you have an issue. And I don't think we differ in regards to the thought process, but it's like, he said it. We don't pick police officers from a farm. Where it's just a special police officer. But, this person comes from a background where his family may be racist. Mm-hmm. He may be racist. So now, because you have broken the law, I now have control over this, this black man. This and goes, I can do what I want with you. Right. But does this not go back to what we were talking about, about the training? And, and but, how long that takes? Because listen, morally and ethically, then you have an obligation to make sure that you're protecting the community. Right, so if, right. this, if this gentleman used enough of his competency tools to understand that he couldn't operate a vehicle... Kudos to you. Thank you, man. Thank you. So, so you said you just saved a life. Yeah. So when I approach you and you let me know that, I'm gonna be more appreciative than anything because guess what? That could have been my family that was out there on the road that you could have hit or anything. So I don't care what gender, race, creed, whatever it is. I appreciate you for having enough brain power to say, "Hey, don't do that." And then, bruh. 
let's come up with an easy resolution. See, and it's the same thing. If you know that something is messed up, this goes back to the police leaving the mm-hmm. force, right? And the masses. If you know something is messed up and you can do something to change it, if it doesn't align morally and ethically, then you walk away from it perfectly fine. But I'm telling you why I couldn't be a police officer because I'm not sending nobody to jail for no little bit of weed. Hell, I'm not sending nobody to jail for no little bit of drugs. Yeah. This is the thing. Why am I going to imprison you for three, four years? Yeah, for, for some attempted to feed your family. Not even, not, not even, it, it's not, not even, even that. that. Even if you're using it to get high. Yeah. Like, listen, man, I don't want you to get high. Yeah. Um, but, you know, at the same time, like, man, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to send you to prison like that, man. Well, it, I, I guess this is my thing with that. Like, at the end of the day, we all know when he chose to say, okay, you go, the man, like, we all know he said, not the man, we're going to say his name. Rashard Brooks. For sure. We, we, we know what he said. We all saw the video. And this is the issue that everybody has. At this moment, he fought. Because when you said that you was going to arrest him after he already asked and pretty much begged you on, on the camera mm-hmm. to let me go home. Because, you know what I mean? I got things going on. I don't want to go to jail for this. I know I was inebriated. Let me go home. When he fought to get out. So, yeah, he broke another law. By hitting an officer or whatever the case man, may listen, be. Listen, the the taser was let go. I get all of that too. When that man turned his back, at the end of the day, he is now defenseless. You do not have to kill him. This is what we all keep talking about. When did the police become the executioner? Man, not even that. Not that's when that. When did that become okay? We can't let that happen every not, day. Not yeah. ever been okay. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So we ha- that's the systematic issue that they believe that they're the executioner, and that's the issue with the policing. You have to teach them that this is not the way, and you can't be scared of black people because you've never been in that neighborhood. Then don't police that neighborhood. Blacks. And so. if you say that only people that sign up for police officers, which was another thing, is the people, most of them are Caucasian, well, then they need to go in that neighborhood with plain clothes on for for years. Mm-hmm. Listen, listen. But and even, become attached even, to it. Even with that. So even with that, listen, man. So with the with the, the tensions rising and the, and the social climate is is really, really crazy. One one thing's for sure and two things for certain, man. It's gonna be a lot of people who are gonna be on edge. Nobody trying to go out like that. <laughs> Nobody wants to go so, it, so so what I just wanna say to our people is listen, man, I I don't want any of us to die at the hands of the police officers in in a in the likeness of some of our of our innocent counterparts. I really don't. Uh, but at the same time, like, man, don't be no sucker for it either. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right mm-hmm. now, it's an entrapment game. They want you to react how some of us are going to be reacting because it's going to give them a license to kill us. Yeah. So, you know, we, we still, even when we even when we upset, we got to be we got to be smarter. Our, our moves got to be strategic, man. Let us let us come together as a community and, and, and get you out of jail. You know what I'm saying? When you get in there and lawyer you up. That's why we need to have our African-American lawyers as good in criminal defense to come in and clean this stuff up. And, you know, we got to make examples out of these police officers. Shout out Attorney wrong. Griggs. Attorney Griggs. He's, I mean, he's doing that. I appreciate cause, it. Because I know, man, it's coming. I I put myself in, in Mr. Brooks' shoes when that incident happened because I was talking to my wife and I said, man, you know what? I would have did the same exact thing that he did because, you know, you being harassed. And it's just like, damn, man, I'm telling you, I feel like I did the right thing. I, I yeah. told you the truth, bro. Not even that. He knew he was too drunk to drive. Yeah, and from the jump, yeah, so like from the start of it. Like, yeah. man, come on, man. So that's what I'm saying. Like, 
that that notion in itself, I think it is real unsettling and uneasy, man, to, to to know that you actually tried to do something to abide by the law and you still lost your life. Yeah. So is this Ken's final thoughts? I think we should have a segment. Ken, I mean, <laughs> Ken's listen, final thoughts. You know, listen, at the man. end of the w- Living yeah, Blessed yeah, Brotherhood yeah, yeah. podcast. Listen. Ken's final thoughts. Final this thoughts. is how I feel, man. So this this is Ken's final thoughts. All right. I need everybody to understand that you got to do your homework. When I say do your homework, said this in the last segment, understand who you are, understand where we come from, understand what the mission and the premise is, understand your purpose, understand how you can implement change within the community, no matter how big or how small. At the same time, we need to make sure that we're implementing these things and moving smarter and not reacting off of emotion. And I think right now emotions are high. It's easy to say, what we will and what we won't do now, but when the, when the moment comes, it it could change severely, and um, we've lost too many people, um, too many people, and we we keep seeing these things happen over and over and over again, um, and so what we don't want to do is continue to fight the fight, and the same things are happening. We have to make sure that we allow some type of change, and so unfortunately, there are casualties of war, and the casualty of war is we might end up getting arrested. But then that's when we come together as the masses and we allow our African-American attorneys, we allow our African-American councilmen and politicians, we allow the African-American community to come together, cultivate and get us out of that situation and bring awareness to it. Um, Because I just don't want to see nobody else die by it, man. I think about it all the time. I know when I leave the house, you know, my family members probably on edge because African-American male. I know my attitude sucks. (laughs) <laughs> um, so, you know, so I'm not working. I'm just being honest. And I really had to rationalize it for myself because I said, I, I mean, listen, I feel like Mr. Brooks. I mean, I ain't going out like no sucker, bro. You, nah, you're you not going to take me out like that. Right, right, right. I, 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 respect, let, I respect Rashard Brooks. You know what I'm saying? Up, I, I, sure. feel like, I feel like he was in enough of a right mind to understand what, what, what could have went wrong, and it absolutely did. Because when he's on the ground tussling with those guys, man, it, it wasn't with an intent for him to hurt them. He was trying he was not to get, get hurt. away. Yeah, to yeah, get yeah. away. You know what I'm saying? And that's a scary thing in itself. So, you know, like I said, everybody come together. You know, use my boy Stamp Nation. Uh, stand together and make peace. That's what Stamp appreciate stands you, for. Appreciate um, You know, and, and live in blessing. Live blessfully. And, you, you know, know it. And, create, and continue to create this change, man. I mean, that's, that's where I'm at with it. Um, do your do your homework, man. Do your That's do your it. homework. Give them all your, your you know social media handles and where they can find you. Uh, you know, man, I mean, all the good stuff. Man, right. You can just find me on Instagram at Skywalker Cool. I don't do the Twitter thing. Uh, you know that Skywalker. That's with three eyes, not a Y. You know, um, and then you just follow me on Facebook at Kenneth Burton. I don't put nothing crazy on there. I'll accept you. I'll let you into my world. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Appreciate it. Um, you know, like I said, I'm always dropping gems. Um, you know, we're going to do this again in, in, in a little while. Almost definitely. You want to go, Mr. Palmer, you want me to go? What you right, do you think, brother? Okay, I appreciate it. Um, first and foremost, I want to shout out, oh, we working. You know what I mean? This is my Stamp Nation music group T-shirt. Shout out to uh, Infant Loke and AZ Loke out in um, Palm Springs, California, working, doing good music. Oh, yeah. I appreciate the healthy dialogue. I appreciate the brotherhood. I appreciate how sure, we sure. are growing our culture. We're just being honest, you know what I'm saying? We're looking at things from different perspectives, different viewpoints. 
things that our culture and our people don't want to talk about. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We talk about the police perspective. Most people don't want to see it from that perspective, but we can decipher and understand where well, there were some things and this and that and the third, but he was wrong at the end of the day. Yeah. No matter what you put out there, whatever rhetoric you put out there to try to say he did whatever law he broke. That man did not deserve to die. Not at we all. We cannot continue to allow the police to be the executioner. The judge and the jury. The judge mm-hmm. and the jury right there on the scene because emotions are high. All right. You just lost a fight. It was two of y'all. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah, two against your one. Hurt. Your pride hurt. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you got yeah. beat up. Then you try to tase the man. He shook the taser off. You're like, ah, oh, he's a man. My, my thing by then, just let it go. Just let, let, it go. Go. let it go. So we have to realize that. So I appreciate the opportunity to have this platform to share this sure. with our culture. For sure. Um, Again, you can find me, Stamp Nation. You know, we build this Stamp World. Stamp, stamp World. <laughs> you feel me? Stand together and make peace yes, in this sir. cruel, cruel world. You can find me, D Hayes, reincarnated, D Hayes underscore reincarnated. If you cannot spell reincarnated, I'm not going to spell it for you. <laughs> but it's D Hayes underscore reincarnated. Um, you can find me on Facebook, Derek Hazelwood. Um, if you are not a friend of mine, I will open it up to where I can let everybody follow me because I was very, very, very private because I've been through some things in my past. Me and my brother was talking about that oh, earlier yeah, sure. where people have said some things about me that was uh, completely untrue sure. in regards to how my life has went. And if you don't know nothing about that, then you need to check out my book. That's yeah. a shameless <laughs> plug. The, the Memoirs of an Innocent Man by Derek Hazelwood. Mm-hmm. It's on every platform, The Memoirs of an Innocent Man. And I've met these individuals through my uh, journey, and I appreciate it. I appreciate everything that we're doing out here. I appreciate the Living Living Blessed Podcast platform, all the viewers, all the listeners. Living Blessed Podcast is amazing. Build him up. It's amazing. Build him up. Because he's giving the people a voice. Sure. Not just the people that got the coach, the uh, the corporate backing. Right. He's giving us all the voice, so I appreciate him. For sure. And that's all I got. It's For on sure. you, Mr. Palmer. All right, well, listen, we're going to close it out. Um, appreciate y'all, brothers, as always. Always. So, just, yes, being, just for being y'all, man, just staying true to yourselves. For oh, yeah, sure. For sure. Um, to my people out there who are listening, get in tune. Yes, don't, don't sit back and just watch. Don't just sit back and, you know, just share the post on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. For sure. But get involved somehow, some way. Everybody has a gift. Everybody has a voice that we can all use. And if we all use it together collectively, you know, it can be one powerful movement that, mm. you know, that can definitely happen. It Most don't have definitely. to be televised. It can be underground. I don't care how it happens, but it just needs to happen. The revolution yes, will be publicized, for not sure. televised. Yeah, sure. For sure. So, just get involved, stay in, get in tune with yourself, um, and just make some things happen. Right. At the job, if you gotta you know, if you gotta speak up, speak up. Yeah. You know, yeah. stop being scared, you know, of losing your job. My thing is this, you know, I've experienced, you know, speaking up and losing my job, but right behind it was a blessing. Most right. definitely. You know, that's how I met you, brother. <laughs> yeah. Fired from one job and hired, you know, on the spot the next day. Because you're standing for righteousness. Exactly. So it's like if you when you speak up for righteousness, you, righteousness is always gonna follow you behind. No right. matter, no matter what. So we're gonna close it out. Appreciate y'all listening. Oh, don't forget to shout out your stuff. We done oh, did all these bad, shameless bad, plugs. <laughs> so we ain't got a living place. So yeah, hoodie you, Queen Latifah gonna pop out dancing, you feel me? So before we go, um, check us out on I Am Living Blessed on Instagram. Check us out yeah. at www.iamlivingblessed.com for all of our yeah. merchandise and apparel. Um, look out, be on the lookout in July, August. We're gonna have some new thing, new merchandise um dropping. We're doing a doing a collaborative um 
um, merge my homegirl candy. I saw that on so Instagram. We did a little merge, so she's coming up with some, um, some new, some fresh Dope. ideas. Okay. Um, my homegirl Keisha, who's helping out. Um, shout out to my girl who's behind the camera. Okay, um, then, yeah, always yeah. shout yeah. it out. Yeah. Yeah. You know it. Yeah. You know it. Yeah. Yeah. You know it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, definitely, man. So, um, listen, whatever you got going, man. If you wanna, if you got a story to share, hit me up. Um, mm-hmm. Jovan J Palmer on Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff on Facebook. Definitely want to share your story, man. I think this is the platform for you to get your story out, you know, and birth something from your story. Yes, sir. Everybody yes, has sir. a story to share that um, definitely has, that can speak volumes, you know, and, you know, free some people up. Right. And so, change some lives. That's what we all about. Definitely. And he's changing them. Like, he's changing my life right now. I'm all <laughs> on the podcast. People all on Instagram. Yeah. Talk about, man, this is lit. I mean, let them know, Preach, too, bro. We're, we're looking for people to come up, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah, this, yeah. This, yes, is, this isn't our show. This is our brother's show, you know. Yes, sir. So what we were trying to do is uplift our brother. Mm-hmm. Um, he wants a lot of people to come and, you know, talk about their brands and how to build their brands. This is about supporting the community. Um, if there's something that you want to speak about, if it's something weighing heavy on your heart, this is a chance for you to go ahead and give your testimony. For sure. Um, and so, do your homework. Don't come do up here homework. to the Midwest <laughs> oh, yeah. podcast yeah, and they know. did your homework because hey, we going to do we our gonna, homework. We're going to cut it off. Hey, We're going to do our homework. We're coming at it. If you think your boy out here like young Marcus Garvey and you, <laughs> you know, my man, he, he got enough for you too. So, hey. Yeah, for sure. But, <laughs> but we uh, want you, though. We want you. Yeah, yeah, man. Sure. Let, let, let them know, man. Yeah, so know? definitely hit me up on Jovan J. Palmer on Instagram. Follow. 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 Follow me uh, for sure. Um, get Subscribe. You on the show. <laughs> All that stuff. YouTube. <laughs> the good stuff. Little Lester Podcast. <laughs> All that. So um, definitely hit us up um, for sure. If you got a story to tell, or if you, man, you've been in the trenches on um, marching, protesting, or you've been behind the scenes, you know, signing petitions and all that type of stuff, you know, sh- hit us up, man. Share your experience on what that's been cops like. Cops, you know, too. We sure. want yeah. to hear from oh, everybody, cops, man. Love, yeah. Listen, man, Asians, cop, Hispanics, yeah, whomever. whites, you know, like everybody, man. Yeah, like, it's, come it's all on, about man. open it's and healthy dialogue, love. man, so we can all get to, you know, to know each other and understand each other. That's all it is. Once we get to know, to understand each other, it's the game has changed. It is. Yes. And that's what they don't want. They don't want us to reach across the aisle mm-hmm. and really find each other and see each other for who we are. But that's why God saying, gave us eyes. It's about to happen, though. Yeah, it's, it's it, about to happen. He gave us eyes for yeah. us to see each other for who we truly are. Yeah. Living Blessed Podcast. Yeah. We blessed out here. And we out. Stand together and make peace. I'm gone. Gone. <laughs> this is dope, man. I appreciate it, Paul. I appreciate y'all. That was good. Yeah. Let's say this real quick. Yeah, that's going to be another banger. How do we do?